morning, everyone. You want to know why I'm crying? I'll tell you why. Here we go. Fry and me, we had everything. Cabbage fights, everything. But now I'm like the third wheel on a tricycle that used to have two wheels. That's a bicycle. You're a bicycle. Yes, yes, the company cares deeply about your insert problem here. To the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Hulu reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox and Comedy Central ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Futurama, season eight, episode five, related to items you've viewed. Uh, that's right. But before we do that, it's time for Outsourcing My Spits. Which is technically related to items you've listened to because I've been doing this for weeks. <laughs> far too long, some might say. <laughs> Continue. Uh, there are seven cards left, so there won't be a good, good shuffle. We got seven cards. Let's let's try to get whatever shuffle we can get out of this. Yep, that was it. <laughs> I don't believe it made a sound on my waveform, so no one's going to hear that. However, now my good friend Ben... Yes. Would you would you rather take cold showers for the rest of your life or never get more than eight uh never get more than four hours sleep a night ever again? Would you rather take cold showers for the rest of your life or never get more than four hours sleep a night ever again? Uh I basically am not getting that much sleep now. Um <laughs> I have a lifetime lifetime of insomnia, so um, you know. Uh, it looks like you've broken the game. Hot showers are too good, Mike. I'm not okay. going to pass those up. Um, part of it is that um, I do have a lot of allergies and whatnot. And so like a daily hot shower just helps sort of clear out that sort of crud. Sure. Um, Understood. Also, just like, where am I going to come up with my shower thoughts? You can't have cold shower thoughts. You got to be in the zone. That's fair. Yeah, cold, of hot cold shower. shower. You're you're too you're for a cold shower. You you get in, you get out. I you know I don't think there's a lot mm-hmm. of lingering. You're just a little too chilly to do that. You get that cold water hitting your naked body. So like yeah, I'm gonna be tired as hell, but I'm just I can't fathom making a choice where I'm like oh yeah no I'll take cold showers forever please. So I don't really have to think that hard about that one. I'm just gonna lean into the insomnia. Four hours of sleep a night. I'll use the extra time to, I don't know, do more weird podcasts about Taco Bell or whatever. Sure. What about you, Mike? You know what? I can fathom cold showers for the rest of my life because that's what I'd be choosing because I like sleep too much. Um, I get, you know, probably somewhere to seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And I'm like, if I can just double that number, though, could we just get more of that? Um and and while it you know it says i'm now again i i'm gonna lawyer the question a little bit uh which is which is my right as the creator of outsourcing mike spitz and outsourcer really um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this says nothing about baths nothing about baths i would would still even even then i would still choose hot showers i need hot showers are too good but you know maybe now i'm a bath guy you know Maybe I'm a bath guy now, but I'm definitely not a hot shower guy anymore because I'm picking the sleep 100% out 100 times out of 100. I am picking the sleep because I am always tired and I don't and I want I it, and I mean, granted, if if uh, so, if if one becomes a, a, a parent, I think that, that that solves one one question for it. But yeah, I, I if if I could never sleep more than four hours a night. I got to get that sleep. I I be I be a wilted uh, flower all the time. Now here's my follow up question okay. though: if if choosing the cold showers mean that 
that I magically get a solid seven to eight restful hours of sleep Mm. and I wake up feeling like refreshed from an actual night's sleep. Now the question becomes difficult because I've had that experience literally one time in my life uh, where I've woken up feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to tackle the day. Everything sounds great. Uh, Life is beautiful. Um, So if I'm if I trade in hot showers for you are now you wake up well rested every night or every every morning. Yeah, uh, I might choose that. But it didn't say yeah. that. That's it, true. It, it's I, I feel like it's assuming you get the normal amount of sleep you always get, which means right. I'm trading in an hour of sleep a night to keep cold showers. So. You know, there we go. It, 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 I th- yeah, it, it does uh, expect a kind of typical sleeping situation where I think that I think you're probably right that this is probably, you know, because of. Uh, you know, that kind of insomniac kind of world, like, you know, it's, it makes it a much easier choice if you're kind of already there. Um, but uh, while we're already here, let's talk about Futurama season sure. eight, episode five related to items you've viewed. Now, I forgot to do this on the last episode, but the Internet Movie Database dot com's summary for this is. Ah, excellent. Bender uncovers the mysteries of the vast Mamazon Corporation. I feel like Bender doesn't do that, really. He doesn't really uncover any mysteries. He he gets a job and hates it. The crew goes to look at it, and then he gets a job and gets uh, taken advantage of in that job. Yeah. Uh, so, th- so if you're wondering, yes, this is this is one hundred percent a uh, iPhone esque episode. Because guess what, mom's got Amazon now. It really is an iPhone like episode. Yeah. But here's Ooh. the thing: okay. the moment that I realized that okay, and you know, I sort of assumed this is how it was going to be. Based on uh, the description of Momazon existing, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be mom does Amazon. But uh, the while watching this, it's like, oh, this this really does feel a little bit like Attack of the Killer app. But I, I not in a way that I hated. Yeah, like, I, I, I can buy that. Yeah. I feel like. I feel, and you know, I feel like we're gonna talk a lot about Attack of the Killer App in this. Yeah, I think so. But um, I feel like Attack of the Killer App was kind of like, hey man, everyone loves looking at their phones. Like it's it's the it's the boomer posting on Facebook. Whoa, right. these kids today they sit down at a restaurant and they don't have conversation with each other. They're both staring at their phones. Um, I had a guy come up to me once. Uh, my my friend uh, was in town. Okay, and um, we we went out uh, to get some lunch, and we were catching up because um, you know hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. And um, this this old dude comes up to us and he's like, hey, you know, you you two are doing this wrong. And we're like, what? And he's like, you're supposed to be staring at your phones. Didn't you hear? And I was just like, OK, great. I so so I uh, here's I the feel, thing about that. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Mike. I cannot imagine the level of I don't even know how to how to like. I'm going to walk up to these two people talking. I don't know them. I'm going to just walk up and talk to them and make a weird joke about how there's that, how all the kids these days are on their phones, but these two aren't, but I'm also going to weirdly shame them for not. I can't, well, I can't square the circle on this one. Well, Mike, here's here's the secret. You just have to have the energy of a straight white male boomer. Um, okay, great. Because I and am then kind now, of now you're th- now you're ready. <laughs> now now you, you got it. When you say that, I'm like, well, I am straight. I am white. I am male. But I'm a millennial. Thank uh-huh. God. 
See, I now if you're no a boomer, wealth. you'd be like, no, I, I totally get where that guy's coming from. We should maybe make him president of the United States. So anyways, yeah, I, I feel like Attack of the Killer app in a lot of ways was was that guy just being like, <laughs> hey, you kids are supposed to be like staring at your phones because you're all obsessed with the phones now. And, with, with, um, with additional Susan Boyle content. With additional Susan Boyle. By the way, since we're talking about <laughs> Susan Boyle. I feel like we're never going to stop. <laughs> Last episode, I did ask if anyone, if any one of our younger listeners yeah. uh, has thoughts on the oh, whole Susan yes. Boyle thing. I'm so excited for um, this. We did get an email. Which is a pretty incredible um, considering that came out as <laughs> earlier today. From when uh, we record, because we're recording yes. this on August twenty second. <laughs> I, I released it speed. nine nine p.m. last night, and uh, we we got this um, uh, at ten forty four p.m. So <laughs> people are people are like, oh, the new one's out, everybody. The new one's out. Go go go. Ooh, the new one's out. Uh, oh, so we got man. an email from Peyton. Peyton okay. says. Hey, just wanted to contact y'all. I didn't even realize the Parasites Regained episode was a Dune reference. And the Susan Boyle reference, I had no idea what it was until I heard y'all talk <laughs> about it. The reason for that being I'm 21 and I was only eight at the point of the release of this episode. Uh, give yourself some time to let that sink in, then shut the door behind it. <laughs> and I'm Team Zoidberg with Mike. So hey! uh, Also, I found y'all's podcast when they announced there was a new season. But the podcast is great. I especially like how you guys have gotten better at what you do. Oh, uh, well, so that, thank you, that Peyton. Is kind. Um, yeah, my my advice is just do the thing because we started out not knowing what the hell we were doing. Oh, yeah. And early episodes, I'm sure, sound like garbage. Uh, and and the new episodes sound like garbage for different reasons. Th the new episodes prove that you can, in fact, polish a turd. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, so yeah, I, I figured I would um, oh, that's, bring that's that up since we're talking about Susan Boyle again, Mike. We can't <laughs> we, escape her. Every okay, so but that's the, the that's part of the conversation. Whenever we have an iPhone esque episode, that that is is linked. It is in the it episode. is it is linked. So if so if, if you've got an iPhone esque episode that doesn't have a Susan Boyle in it, basically, you're like, okay, I can see this working out. The worst part of that episode was absolutely Susan Boyle. Yeah. Followed by the goat. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. I I think the goat is funny in one way, but it's just a little bit too much. Uh, but then the rest of the episode is kind of just like that, that boomer in that restaurant right. who's like, you kids are supposed to be looking at your phones. That's what all the kids do now. And... I, I feel like a lot of Attack of the Killer app was not so much making fun of even the iPhone in general, right. but it was just like everyone's obsessed with screens now. We're all on on Twitter all the time. We're all twits. That's and a good so, point. Whereas this one, finally getting back to related to items you've viewed, <laughs> this one is very much making reference to amazon like right all of the things that uh, all of the little jokes are not at the expense of like me the amazon user uh like the iphone was where it's like oh you're just a twit on twitter right. this is like i mean they're literally bringing up like oh hey they they give you a bottle to pee in because like Right. It, Amazon it, a, delivery drivers are literally having to pee in bottles because they don't have time for bathroom breaks. Right. It it is it it the it the the difference especially because we've we're we're now in this conversation. The difference is yes, punch up, punch down. But it's like where is the cynicism pointed at? Cuz I the iPhone episode and this episode are very cynical, I would say. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for the iPhone, it, it, it points it at the people using the iPhone, which you're, you're, you've, you've pointed out well. This one points it at Amazon, it's, or, or Mamazon, thinly. Th I wonder what that reference is to. Um, uh -huh. it's, it's always very thinly veiled. Um, but, but like, it's, it's focused on the, the same 
criticisms that I have of Amazon's that you have of Amazon that a lot of people have of Amazon that they just kind of, you know, they invade your privacy, even though they say they don't, uh, you know, the, with the invasion, uh, smart speaker. Um, uh-huh. And I then- mean, literally coincidentally, not like not even joking between the end of this episode and the, uh, between the end of me watching this episode and starting the podcast, a friend of mine was asking me for advice regarding smart devices and phones and security. So, like, I was literally having conversations about, like, smart devices with microphones right. built in. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, you know, it's it's definitely um, it's, uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot about Futurama doing topical episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like. This is I feel like the Amazon thing has been such a longstanding thing that like it is a little bit topical, but it's also just like Amazon has done just such a weird number on the way we live every day. Oh, sure. Because Amazon Prime came out like a decade ago, at least, Um, you know, whereas like the Attack of the Killer app was like. Hey, like we're everyone's on iPhones now. And it's like, yeah, we've been on iPhones. And they're like, isn't it weird how everyone's on iPhones? This yeah. is a lot more like we've all been using Amazon uh, for, you know, a decade, decade and a half. Right. Um, and we all know a lot more about the kind of goings on that make Amazon work the, th- the way that they do. So it is topical but it's also when some when something like amazon has become so much a part of our lives now regardless of whether you use amazon because i've previously worked at a, a different um logistics company and the amount of stuff that they had to change because in response to amazon is right. astounding um I'm sure but so you know like i feel like if you released Attack of the Killer app today, it would feel really dated if you were just like, isn't it weird how everyone's on their phones all the time? It's like, yeah, we've all been on their phones all the time for ages. Yeah, like, yeah white, you, straight, male boomer. You really you really have to, to you know, what I, I feel like what they were going for in Attack of the Killer app was like, oh man, iPhones are so weird. I don't know. I don't think you could do Attack of the Killer app today. I don't I, so. think you could do it when they did it. And boy, if you made it now and still included that Susan Boyle reference, I'm going to like figure out how, like, what 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 time vor- vortex did you fall out of to be like, Susan Boyle, top of mind? Right. It's going to it's gonna make all the 21-year-olds in the audience really confused. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, I I really love Futurama, but I don't understand this reference. Um, I did then- <laughs> definitely uh, experience the Saving Private Ryan gif in real time when I read that email. By the way, so and you asked um, for it. <laughs> I did. Um, anyways, enough about Attack of the Killer App. Let's get actually into this episode proper. Sure. Um, so yeah, the the whole plot is that uh, at the start of it. Fry and Leela are moving in together, which I think was a great setup for this I, episode. Yeah, I agree, especially after the cabbage fight that uh, the the rotted cabbage <laughs> fight that Fry and Bender have, and then Leela comes in, and is like, "Wow, it's much cleaner than it was before," uh-huh. which is uh, but I horrifying, absolutely horrifying. And she agreed to move in. Um, <laughs> agreed. Granted, we've seen her apartment uh, before, so you know, yeah, there's not there's not much to rotting cabbages maybe an upgrade so Ooh. uh so i i like this as a as a sort of uh plot uh starter because it is a nice thing to see whether like we're going to be fine updating the status quo a little bit like we're going to shift some paradigms right um and it's also i think a good uh, I, I think it's a good thing to kind of explore because like when you move in with a romantic partner, there's like weird frictions that happen because sure. like, 
you're know, used you, to not, you know, being you, in each other's you used space all to the time. be a swinging bachelor who would have rotting cabbage fights in the apartment. Sure. And now all As of a we sudden, all, do. all of a sudden you've got a romantic partner who's like, maybe you shouldn't have cabbage fights with rotting cabbages in the apartment. Maybe um, we need hangers. Maybe ah. we need some hangers, you know? Through the episode, you know, and the main plot here being the whole Mamazon thing, but through the episode, they order a bunch of stuff from Mamazon. They have competing ideas on on how they want to decorate and arrange uh, or, and what how to decorate what sort of furniture they right. want. They get At a nice point- dining room table and Fry gets these. Those hanging egg chairs, which... um, (laughs) Very funny looking. I picked a nice traditional dining room set and you ruined it by ordering those stupid egg chairs. They're for my egg-shaped friends. Those guys aren't your friends. They're bums. Oh, so you don't like my bums, is that it? Yeah. It doesn't doesn't match the rest of it, but they also have a choice of seven beds to try. Including one, which is a race car for the Kirk Van Houtens in the crowd. (laughs) Well, of course. Um, Absolutely. I lost that fight years ago. <laughs> we'll see if you just gotten seven beds. You could have had your normal bed. That's <laughs> true. And then when you wanna when you wanna be in the race car bed, you've still got the race car bed. Right, right. Well, we we do have two beds. We do have a uh, a guest bed. But there's another. I can. I can. I can. We can figure Get, out another bedroom. Make make yeah, the yeah. third one a race car bed. Yeah, yeah. Who who says no? Be like, hey, we want to have kids someday. We'll just get them a race car now yeah. ahead of time. <laughs> race who car. knows? Who who knows? With the war on cars out there, who knows if a race car bed is gonna even exist by the time they're old enough for the race car bed? We'll just get them the race car <laughs> bed now. Yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> the war How much does a race car bed cost on Amazon? Um, if if they don't have one, they're messing up. Race car bed. Oh yeah, babe. Oh oh wow. You can get you can get one for as cheap as a hundred bucks, dude. I oh, found one a for real 58. crappy one for fifty eight. Yeah, yeah we're looking at the same one. It is yeah, a dude, really crappy one though. Yeah, you don't you don't want to you you want to go for at least this two hundred nine dollar one. I think that That's one fair. looks that one looks good. You could you could. Uh, there's there's something really funny to me because I I looked at the uh, the uh, the facets on the side where you can like narrow down your thing. It definitely has all the different mattress sizes. And then I was like, oh, sweet. There's a king one. And no, that's just grayed out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Because they only have twin and full, but man, if you could get a California king. <laughs> I, I That would be incredible. They end up buying way too much stuff from Mamazon. Granted, it's because the main point of the episode is that mom releases uh, these smart speakers um, called, uh, what, what was it called? Invasa or something like Invesa. that. Invasa, because um, it's something. It's basically invading your privacy. I uh-huh. I hate I hate to to go back to the race car bed, but I do. I just do you I, do you really hate to do this? Well, or? we were going, we were moving forward okay. like in a race car, and then I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a bed we can have. Um, there's this one for one thousand six hundred twenty four dollars that has uh LED lights, uh sound effects, and vegan leather interior. In a in a race car bed. In a race car bed. Do Mike, I understand? I think that's the one you got to go with. I when when your wife gets mad at you for ordering a race car bed, you can be like, "But honey, I got the best one. <laughs> I didn't waste our money on inferior race car beds. I got the yeah. best one." And then you flip on the LED lights, and then you get to sleep has, in that bed to, that night because she's it, not letting you in. It to has underbody lights. Bed. It has underbody light, so it also shows on the ground. Oh, I'd a hundred percent get divorced at that point. A hundred percent. Uh huh. So uh, the main point point. Oh, of but this you episode, can get one for one thousand four hundred. That's even cheaper. 
race car bed decide. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the main look, we could be sitting here talking about race car beds all day. We're not a race car bed podcast. Maybe we're a Futurama we should podcast. become one. <laughs> Tweet at Back to Futurama if uh, we should become a race car bed <laughs> podcast. So, uh, we'll we'll let the people decide, Mike. Um, yeah. It, the main no, point of this no, episode right. is that mom has this Amazon-like company called Momazon, if you couldn't tell from the name. <laughs> uh, there is a warehouse on the moon, which is encroaching on the moon farmer's uh, farm, mm-hmm. uh, really ruining the neighborhood. I do, yet again, feel a little bit like... They're trying to pull in every single Futurama character who has yeah, existed. Agreed. This episode did not dissuade that fear because we've got the the moon farmer and his three robot daughters. Yeah, especially the crush the moon the the moon mascot for yep. uh, Luna Park. I'm it, like, man, they they really are going for the whole set here, aren't they? <laughs> it is. It does make sense. I mean, it, it, even in universe, it makes sense to put this warehouse on the moon to you know. Mm-hmm. It, because there's just so much space there that you can use, it makes sense that you know these people would actually be involved in the situation because that's where they live or work. But yeah, it's it's easy to see like yeah, well let's put it on the moon so we can have the farmer back and think of the Crushinator. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure I I'm love sure the Crushinator. Don't get me wrong. Who who doesn't? Uh, who doesn't love the Crushinator? So uh, yeah, there. The people uh, and mascots of the moon um, are upset and they attend a meeting where mom is just like, well, I'll convince you with these free smart speakers called Invesa. And um, they definitely do not respect privacy by any means. Sure. And will literally just like if you say uh anything they'll be like oh i i can look that up for you here's a bunch of options to buy i did really enjoy the joke where um uh leela recommends that she could buy a grandfather clock and it pulls up grandfather crocs (laughs) (laughs) that was good i i laughed more than that joke deserved probably but i found it very funny i also found it funny that when she tried to correct it it was like oh a grandfather box and then showed coffins Uh that felt that felt specifically rude so yeah they they just start buying things because literally every Mm -hmm. time they say anything because they're like this is real creepy and then it pulls up some lamps and she's like you know we do need some lamps, which, to be fair, they do need some lamps. They're literally right. sitting in I, the dark. They are. I do wonder why Fry would want a Zap Brannigan lamp, though. Because he that's the one he pulls up. And I just uh-huh. want to know why. I mean, imagine being like, oh, we need to we need to buy a lamp. And then um, uh, you're just like oh hey here's a white here's a here's a lamp of someone that my wife has previously had sex with i want that in my house please <laughs> <laughs> just a constant reminder of like oh yeah here's here's the lamp that looks like the guy my wife had sex with that sounds great yeah i could tell that that's not sarcasm at all <laughs> uh yeah so it is a weird choice but you know um Maybe uh, maybe it's to assert his dominance over Zap. Who knows? Mm. Who knows why Who? Fry does what he does? So it's true. Yeah, they. this is when they start buying everything uh, because it's so easy. The speaker literally, they say something and the speaker's like, hey, I can hook you up. Um, meanwhile, Bender is really, really, really sad and upset because... Fry and Leela, you know, want some privacy and Bender's the third wheel and he takes us to the extreme like Bender always does. And this causes him to literally quit Planet Express and go live on the moon to work at Mamazon. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And I would like you to bring school into session because it's time... Oh, was I early on that? It's fine. Uh, th- uh, h- hello, la- uh, uh, everyone. You got to finish. It's time. You got to finish your thing. It's time for okay. what, Mike? Uh, 
It's time for Mike's Math Corner. All right, everybody, calm down, sit down, sit down. We got to do some math. All right, and look at the board, everybody. I, I, you know, we've got a math question today. So mom, in this episode of Futurama says, we have 24-hour shifts, seven days a week. Now that is pretty terrible in Earth time, but they are not on Earth time. They're on the moon. So a moon day, as per NASA, is 708 hours. 708.7 to be accurate, which of course we want to. This is Mike's Math Corner. And you can see on the whiteboard here that if we took that into account, the the frame of reference on Earth would be a 48-minute 40, shift because that's the same amount of time for a 24-hour day as a 24-hour shift would be to a 708.7-hour day. Now, of course, that is uh, obviously that doesn't seem so bad. You've got 24 hours you got to work, and then you've got 600 and whatever. Like, you've got a lot of time to hang out. However, it's likely mom was just using Earth's frame of reference. Any questions? Yeah, I've got a question. Okay. Uh, you uh, stink. <laughs> I would like, Mr. Ben, I would like you to go to the, the uh, president's office. Uh, I think that's. I think that's all that we have time for today. So unless anybody has any more questions, I think I, I think the bell's about to ring. All right, all right. Do do chapters one and two homeworks tonight. Go go go. I can't believe you made me download a bell sound for that. <laughs> <laughs> Commit to the bit, Mister Ben. Go to the president. Is what I said. Uh. So. Yeah, so uh, anyways, Bender gets a job at Mamazon, um, and... Uh, so we're just he, not even going to talk about what just happened. I I am refusing to do so. Um, I will say that there is... I did take a picture of the math I did on a whiteboard and sent it to Ben on our chat. So I hope you uh, send that along to everyone that's listening to the, the recording of this, this uh, class. Bender gets this job. Uh, cause, and he's like, no, it's, it's going to be great because I'm surrounded by other robots. I have a community of robots. So even if like 300 of them get girlfriends and stop talking to me, it won't be the end of the world. So everything's going to be fine. They even give you a bottle to pee in. Plus they let you pee in a bottle. Since when do you need to pee? I don't need to. It is a little bit like. I'm going to go donate blood. Whose blood? I don't know. Some guys. Yeah, it it did. That was but a joke that fit that. Yeah, it, it is like, uh, but Bender, you don't even pee. And he's like, well, I don't have to pee. So yeah. like, is it, he it just is, peeing for funny. fun? And, and, and that, uh, uh, it, yeah, well, that is this suggestion. But I think that raises more questions. What is he peeing? Some I, kind of oil? Is he, you know, drinking the beer and then ex expelling it later? I mean, I assume it's pee. I just, you have to source it from somewhere. And that's getting into questions I don't want answered. Ah, but, maybe, it's, um, maybe there's a human bladder uh, hooked up to his inside somewhere. I'm I'm going to assume that he can choose to pee solely because he needs to be like the peeing Calvin stickers where like to oh, yeah, show his true. disrespect to like the Ford Motor Company or something. He yes. can like pee on the Ford logo. Um Boy, they make him pee on a lot of things. They really do. Um, it feels mean. Uh, it does. Um, I always joked that I was going to make a sticker of Calvin peeing on Calvin peeing, but uh, someone else has already done that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the recursive Calvin. I get it. Uh-huh. What Usually you have do, to pay extra for the recursive Calvin. Right. So what we could do is make a Calvin being on our podcast and sell that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that merchandising okay. idea. All right. Um, well, I you know you, there's no bad there's no bad questions here. Imagine driving down the highway and you see someone with a sticker. That is like Calvin peeing on some podcast you've never heard of. <laughs> and it turns out it's like a rewatch podcast for like Malcolm in the Middle or something. And you're just like, I've never listened to this, but Calvin apparently hates it. And the owner of this 
Ford uh, uh, F-150 clearly dislikes this Malcolm in the Middle podcast. I I I don't know if you're gonna keep it in, but I really did appreciate the pause while you're like, "Oh crap! I've 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 got to figure out a name of a car." I almost said Ford Escalade, and I'm like, "Nope, that's Cadillac." But at that uh, point, you'd already locked yourself into Ford. I I'd lock my locked myself into Ford. <laughs> Bender gets this job working and he first likes it and then uh, we do get some weird jokes about how amazon packs things which i i I did find a little bit funny because like it was you know i don't order from amazon a whole lot these days because um uh the various reasons this episode points out amazon maybe isn't that great sure um and the occasion that i do i do feel like sometimes it's like all right, here, here's your little box for like the router that you ordered. It's like this big. Here's the giant box we shipped it in. Um, and I was like, that's the next up, the next size up box you had. All right. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, yeah I, I feel uh, I, I don't mean to like be an Amazon apologist. I do think they've gotten a little bit better at that. But it, it there was a time where it was like, why are you sending me a guitar shaped box for some whiteboard uh, uh, markers. I don't understand. I do also like the joke where they're like, oh, now hold on. That's diarrhea medication. You got to you gotta make sure to package that discreetly. And he puts out a big thing, a tape on it. That's like, warning, diarrhea medication. <laughs> that is good. Uh, I do like I, how- I laughed way more than I should have at yeah. that joke. I also like that the diarrhea medicine is a through line. <laughs> Through the episode, because that's how Bender uh, is. Bender sends diarrhea medicine to Leela, um, and and Leela says it's not my brand. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know you gotta have your brand loyalty to diarrhea right, right. medications. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I don't know. I don't have a follow up for that. It is a very funny joke, though. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he he is working this job and at first he enjoys it. And then it's like, oh, well, you don't get time off ever. Like he goes to clock out and they're like, where do you think you're going? You're you work here forever. See you tomorrow. I'm clocking out. Where do you think you're going? I love the job, but it's terrible. I'm going home. But Bender, you are home. There's no place like work. Mm-hmm. Which which raises the question of why they even have, uh, uh, you know, those uh, uh, time clocks. Like, why would you have those? Uh, it's so that when an inspector comes through to make sure that uh, regulations are being met, they can be like, yeah, see, they've got time cards. They can just punch out when it's the end of their shift. But who has jurisdiction over the moon? Uh, Al Gore. The inventor of the environment and first emperor of the moon, Al Gore. I have ridden the mighty moonworm. Good for him. He does fly through in this episode. He does fly through in this episode. He he makes an appearance, um, which doesn't help. Which which doesn't help the. We're just getting the band back together. It does not help my theory. Like y- there's a poster somewhere. I think, or someone made a drawing of, um, oh no, I'm thinking of the Simpsons. There's one for the Simpsons that had, had every character on it. Uh, but there's that shot in, um, uh, the wild green yonder, the wild green yonder at the end where it's like every Futurama character that has ever been on the show is like in that shot as they're like watching the end of this. And, um, I do feel a little bit like they're just, going through that whole thing like we're gonna get a christmas episode yeah and so if we get if we get kwanzaa bot and the hanukkah zombie uh and of course my old friend neptunian millhouse Mm -hmm. if all three of them (laughs) make an appearance in in that christmas episode i'm gonna be like yeah no that's what they're doing like that's gonna be that's gonna be my proof positive that they're just like going through that whole thing 
you know, I, I do find it fascinating who they've decided to put. Like, we haven't even seen the Omicronians yet. Have you? Ha, did I miss miss that? No, we haven't seen them yet. Why? Everybody loves the Omicronians. Uh, you got to save something for sweeps, whatever right, the so internet versions what is, of yeah, sweeps. Yeah, what is sweeps now? Uh, trying to get viewers before uh, your streaming platform makes you a tax write off. That's what sweeps is now. Too real, I, Mike. Too real. Yeah, too real. I, 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 I went to a too real place. To re- our podcast probably will live longer on uh, on the internet than this ep- this season of television, which sucks. Depends on how long uh, this episode of Futurama is worth not being a tax write-off for Hulu. So uh, we're living in great times, Mike. Um, everything's great. No notes. So speaking of God, things that are sucks. great. It really does suck, though. Bender can't clock out because he works there forever. He. This is when he starts sending these... Um, uh messages for help out to Fry and Leela. So they get the diarrhea medication with Bender's note of like help me. Um the the smart speaker is like, oh I've got a good joke for you. A robot walks into a bar and says, Yeah, you gotta help me or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um and so they're like, all right, no, we've really got to do this. We've we've got to save Bender. And they go to the source. They go to mom. Yeah. They they bring the note of help me and Fry slams it on her desk and says, read it and weep like I did. And it, that <laughs> delivery is so, it was so perfect. Good. It was very good. So perfect. Um, and uh, mom is uh, like, all right, well... Um, I don't I don't actually remember what happens, what her response is to this. Um, we do find out through this sort of investigation, though, like they're like, oh, we'll go check on Bender. We right. find out that the um, Invesa has uh, taken over um, because she's she's watched mom do everything right. like she's just been taking it in. Mom has nothing left to teach her. Mm-hmm. Most of her techniques involve slapping anyways, which uh, the Invesa handprint thing just slaps everyone. So she's got it. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. 80% of mom's repertoire right there. I know. Uh, so, yeah, this is it, it, it takes a little bit to get there, but this is a danger of AI episode. Welcome. I mean, I feel like I feel like uh, danger of AI is like right in Futurama's wheelhouse. Though. Oh, I agree. I mean, so, the whole, you know, there's the wear car and stuff like that. Like, I was going to go with um, uh, Planet Express ship in the Valentine's Day episode. Uh, that's also good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of AIs that are just problems. <laughs> I mean, it's a sci fi trope for a reason. So that's true. Um, so, yeah, this uh, the uh, the the dome is growing, by the way, which is a, a, a it, it, it has, I believe, self-replicating nanomolecules or something like that. I, I it was some techno babble from the professor <laughs> and it keeps growing so, but and then they try to get into it but they can't um until it just kind of grows past them and they're in which is very convenient they are off to go find well mom goes to shut down the whole thing mm-hmm. and she is about to do so until it's revealed that because Invesa only cares about growth, not about money, all of the money is still going into mom's account. And so she's like, oh, well, couldn't stop it. There's literally not an off button. Oopsie doodle. Even though she's like seconds away from hitting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it. That was that was probably the it's so real. It's so funny moment for me of like, of course she would. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, in the last handful of years, as I've really taken in living in this uh, world that we live in, yep. uh, I'm like, no, that's exactly what a billionaire would do. Like, no, no question about it. Uh, be like, oh, well, this thing is going to grow and consume all of life everywhere. But all the money that it makes in the process goes to me. I'm not shutting that down. Yeah. Uh, so it it detaches from the moon 
and becomes a second moon, which which gets all the tides ruined and also confuses every werewolf, which is a very funny throwaway gag um, that I really Plus- enjoyed. Plus, on top of because we're getting a uh, Linda and Morbo news uh, mm. update on it, <laughs> yeah, and the the tides literally drown them while they're talking about it. And Zoidberg's even like, "It's weird how they just sat there and let it happen." The the yeah. way the way Zoidberg is the one pointing <laughs> that out made as, it very funny to me. As the waters are also going above their windows and then crashes through and washes everything away, it was very good. Um, but yeah, it continues to grow uh, until it just c- ins- consumes the entire Earth, and and so they're standing on the uh, uh, on the w- 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 widow's walk. W- 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 widow's walk. It's so good. <laughs> we were worried we weren't going to get to use it, and yet we got to use it. Um, so they're standing there, and they're like, "Oh God, we're going to freeze to death." There's no sun, which didn't seem to be a problem when they were in the factory before, but now it is. Um, until the factory, uh, the warehouse just takes over the sun and the rest of the planets and everything. I, I also have questions about why the professor is like, we're going to freeze to death in two minutes. It's blotting out the sun. We'll freeze to death within minutes. It's always something. I warned you this would happen. You said global warming. I said climate crisis. Like, he gives a very short time frame as though half of the planet's face not facing away from the sun at all times right it it is there is there is some questions i do know that the i believe it is the light of the sun if the sun was no longer there would take eight minutes for uh us to realize it i think infrared takes longer but gravity would take shorter i i don't I'm not. I'm not an astrophysicist. I'm a a, a jokester on the internet with a computer science degree. But I just it was it was such a specific thing because he specifically calls out like, "Oh, yeah. we're gonna be frozen to death in two minutes." I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I know. I know. At night, the other half of the Earth is getting light and heat from the sun. Sure, but like. If the sun just suddenly disappeared, would it take it wouldn't take it would take longer than two minutes for all that radiative heat to like dissipate. Right. We'd we'd have at least like. We'd have some time, right? Like I I, this it does feel like it's quick for the sake of the episode and not quick as in this is realistic at all. Uh, Either way, it's all resolved really quickly. Yeah, they are like, oh, we're gonna die in two minutes. Just kidding. Uh, this. Yeah, well, this has. But it, yeah, it it does lead to a nice moment between Fry and Leela as they're kissing, and they think that they're going to die frozen together, but, mm-hmm. and then they immediately have sun on them again. Uh, I do like how Zoidberg was like, oh, now what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's had a rough day, man. Yeah, um, he's been washed away in the tides, which I'm sure he wasn't that upset with. Yeah, so the, the sun gets engulfed into the sphere, which like, this this bugged me a little bit just because they're making this huge deal out of it. And I'm like, if it just keeps growing and it's engulfed, like it can go through things and it's engulfed to the earth, it's going to get to the sun. Like, <laughs> right. It wasn't really a high stakes thing. I was like, this, that's what's going <laughs> to happen. I, I mean, it's, that's fair. Futurama is not like a thriller where I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, oh, my God, what happens next? Are they going to this is the one where they all freeze to death and die. And the rest of the series is just them frozen. Yeah, um, I love I I cannot wait to do something where Zap gets canceled while they're all dead and frozen on on a dead uh-huh. earth. The the uh entire second half of this season is just uh the the uh everything got ice nined over and so they're like wandering the wastes where like I would love that kind of avant-garde choice for Futurama. <laughs> it's just like we're never let's let's make sure we burn this down and no one can ever reopen it. Like, Look, you yeah. re- you reboot so many times and eventually you're just like, what are they gonna do? Cancel us? Oh no! <laughs> I'm so worried about them canceling us as we tell the story about Fry and Leela wandering through the wastelands of Ice Nine, like. <laughs> Just do it, you cowards. 
And then, and then it gets picked up back on Fox, and it's like, this is what you wanted the whole time? This is just like The Last of Us, but in, in Ice Planet time. So, uh, yeah, the, the sun gets engulfed, and everything's fine again. Um, this thing spreads out and eventually engulfs the entire universe. So, um, yeah, they and, are, and however, trapped in the universe now, uh, which Fry, Fry points out. Sure. I do. I do love that. Everyone's like, yeah, this is not so bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's like uh, it just sort of ends with like the status quo uh, is is back. Uh, Everything was awful because Mamazon's AI was going to take over everything. And then it did. And everything is exactly (laughs) as awful as it already was. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a way it's a way to end an episode for sure. It's a way to end the episode. But uh, right at the end, Bender moves back uh, in with Fry and Leela. Uh, that's right. And um, they've returned all their stuff, but kept all the empty uh, cardboard boxes, which apparently works out just fine for a couch. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, Bender, it's fine. You can, you know, we'll we care about you. And, you know, you can you can be a third wheel. Uh, it's it's fine. Um and then uh, he's like, no, I learned that I don't care about anyone. And they're like, great, get out, because you're a third wheel and we hate it. And <laughs> then he he interrupts their their alone time anyways. And that's sort of uh, where the episode ends. Yeah. That I means guess, that it I is time for... I guess it's time for vibes. So I've already talked a lot and kind of compared it this to attack of the killer app and why I feel like this one works in ways that attack of the killer app does not. Uh, it's really mostly just punching at Amazon, even if, um, you know, well, and you know, I, like I said before, we've talked a lot about Futurama being topical. A Amazon has been around and will continue to be around long mm-hmm. enough that it doesn't yeah. feel as topical. I would agree with and that. It's not the it's not the boomer being like you kids look at your phones. It's like no Amazon is re- literally constantly changing how we live. If Amazon could predict that I want to buy diarrhea medication or whatever, and then immediately ship that like before I first of all, that would be kind of nice because like you don't know you don't have diarrhea medication until you need that diarrhea medication. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, we, trust me, it's one of those things that you'd you'd rather uh, uh, not need and have than uh-huh. need and not have. You know, it it does feel a little less topical in that regard. But also, mom has always been a evil billionaire capitalist, and so yeah. I think that it only makes sense that in the time between the Comedy Central era. And now, um, with all the ways that Amazon has changed the world, I honestly think this makes sense as an episode in a way that the iPhone episode felt just like, I don't know, we'll do an episode about like iPhones or whatever. Right. So I did appreciate that. Um, I felt like it was, you know, for the most part, uh, pretty on point. I really appreciated the Fry and Leela story where like, yes, yeah, it literally starts out with they move in together. There's some uh, friction because, you know, m- moving in with someone, uh, you know, either platonically or romantically comes with some friction because you both do things a little bit differently. Um, and, you know, it's it's sometimes even harder with someone uh, that you are romantically involved with because a roommate, you just piss off and then a year later you move out. It's fine. Right. Uh, you know, so the fact I, that they're arguing... that does not happen with a significant other. Exactly. So the the fact that they're dealing with like, you know, Leela wants the nice table and Fry wants the weird egg chairs and they can't agree on a bed or a refrigerator or, you know, whatever... And that's all fueled by Mamazon constantly being like, hey, what about a race car bed? Um, and you're going to be like, yeah, of course I want the race car bed. Who doesn't? Uh, let me know how that goes with your wife after you buy that, by oh, the yeah. way. Um, I'm sure there'll be a whole Back to the Futurama update about it. Um, 
we'll we'll be back to recording in person because you will be living with me at that point after yeah, she I kicks think you so. out of the house. So um I look fantastic. Forward to that. Uh so yeah, I, I feel like in a lot of ways this episode really works. Um in a way that I was not expecting it to, based on the description of the episode. I found it overall very enjoyable. Um I will say that um and uh one of our uh Patreon patrons um was talking about this in our oft forgotten Discord. Um Matt was saying that like he kind of feels like the episodes lately have have kind of had a rough time sticking the landing and i would actually kind of agree with that even as much as i enjoyed this episode and the previous episode um i do feel like they come out with some strong sort of starts and then the ending is just like well it ended like last time they were just like all right well uh we thought nibbler was gonna go back to being just a dumb house pet uh, but last minute we killed some mites and now everything's fine. And literally the end of the episode is just like the Niblonians going good. And like, <laughs> right. It just, it just resolves. And I feel like that's, we're getting that here with this because yeah. it is absolutely like, oh no, Momazon is growing and en- engulfing everything. And then the solution is, well, it engulfed everything to the point where it's literally undetectable and everything was exactly as bad as it always was. And then they all literally celebrate that statement. Sure. And we, and you know, I know in a show like this, you always return back to the status, almost always return back to the status quo, but it feels a little weird to just be like, all right, we're doing this. Things are going crazy. This, this warehouse of this giant dome warehouse started on the moon and it's engulfing literally everything. Well, it engulfed everything, but nothing has changed. It's, it's a weird, it's, it's odd. Yeah, I agree. It's a weird dismount from what was a kind of wild and crazy episode. And then they're just like, eh, it's the same now. Right. Um, but all that said, uh, I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Uh, it felt good. It felt Futurama. It um, w- it wasn't perfect, but it was good. Yeah. So I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't have much to disagree with you there. I, I, I do think I, and I'm, I can't remember which one, but I feel like an ending that ends similarly to this, where it's like, oh no, and, and then they look around and nothing actually changed, and so, so they're like. Oh, everything's just the same as it always is. Yay! Even though things have obviously changed, I feel like that's happened before in Futurama world. So I and I don't have the reference offhand. I did a little bit of searching while you were talking, but could, couldn't couldn't nail it down. Um, but I feel like this has happened before, where they're just kind of like beaten down enough by the world that it's like, well, is it any worse? All right, cool. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I really do. There are things that I really enjoy about this episode. Things that we didn't even mention of like, you know, uh, in the very beginning, uh, Fry says, welcome to the sofa, milady," which I do plan on using on my <laughs> wife as well. Um, there's there's like small little jokes here and there of like in the in the, the town hall when they're like arguing against mom. Uh, the crushnator leaves and destroys half the building. And the mayor's like, not sure how she got in here, which is very uh-huh. funny to me specifically. And small little bits. I saw, I noticed at one point when you're clicking into the Amazon and instead of add to cart, it says add to landfill, which I thought was very funny as well. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Um, it's yeah. It's one real, of those like but, blink and you'll uh-huh. miss it. But, uh, but yeah, I think this is a good episode. I'm with you. This is a thumbs up. I think this feels very much like, Fox Futurama I think you've got and 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 we've obviously we've talked through the the difference between this and the iPhone episode um because I think it is you know not it's topical in a way but also not topical because of again the way that Amazon has been in our lives for quite a while at this point um so I I, I and not just Amazon but other you know, companies that want to do this similar thing, like, you know, Alibaba, things like that mm-hmm. wish or something like that. So I, I think it's really funny. I think this episode is very funny. 
Um, I do want to know more about how they decided, you know, why they have mom using the 24 hour shifts when, you know, the the moon would have different hours and times and things like that. But that's a different discussion, especially after they've established that in the very first episode, because, uh, you know, they're on the moon and they're trying to avoid the the, second episode. But uh, oh, that's oh, yeah, you're right. That's the second episode. So apologies. How dare I I sometimes get things wrong. Um, But no, like, you know, other than that, I think it's really funny. I think it's a really good episode. I enjoyed it quite a lot, actually. Um, And yeah, it's definitely a thumbs up. We even get the smelloscope being used. And because of the mama's on uh, thing, everything is every smell has been redshifted which is a thing i don't want to know what that means i just don't yeah. i'm good i really enjoyed the uh the the idea that you can redshift smells right. um, yeah yeah what what does that mean <laughs> Like uh-huh. one, I if I remember correctly, one of the 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 planets smells like mint or something. What does redshifting mint smell? What is that? Yeah, that's that's a very classic <laughs> sort of Futurama yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, the mint got redshifted, and you're like, okay, like we're talking about <laughs> redshifting, which is you know a, an astronomical uh, sort of um, right thing like, that detects speeds of. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to explain red shifting, but well, I mean, it's just um, the light gets shifted towards the red part of the spectrum. Uh, but so it's like here's a weird science joke. But also now we're making it apply to the smell of mint. <laughs> but yeah, thumbs up. I think the the jokes are very good. I I'm this was, felt like a really fun episode of Futurama. Very much enjoyed it. Very much, and and I and I'm happy. I I am kind of happy for that kind of like. I I don't want to call it a peter out ending, but it does feel like it just kind of is like eh, which I which I kind sometimes I think you need. Uh, obviously, after having that last episode, it's a little bit like okay, we're having this a decent amount, but I, I thought it was I thought it was a perfect ending for this episode, so I'm 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 happy with it. So yeah, thumbs up, good episode. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else, but I would love to hear more about what our listeners have to say. Also, as an aside, because you okay. keep talking about the time uh, on the moon, sure. uh, it's not the moon, but um, because I'm a watch guy now, I became—I <laughs> I haven't mentioned it on this podcast, got, but got a slide in the watch content during the pandemic. I became a little bit of a uh, wristwatch guy, sure, a uh, little, little, little bit, little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure you've talked about this on either this or a previous podcast. I talked about it on Good Morning there. Greendale, but not yeah. everyone has listened to that. That's so, fair. I was like, I'm pretty sure this conversation has happened on a podcast that we've done. Omega, the Omega Watch Company, sure. did make a uh, a watch that tells time on Mars because okay. the Martian day is um, 39 minutes longer than on Earth. And okay. so you have to rework the entirety of the internals of a clock because every last bit of of clock and watchmaking that has ever existed has been based on earth time and so you have to re-engineer basically from the ground up how to make a watch for mars and uh, i find it very fascinating and you can buy it for the low 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 cost of seven thousand dollars uh so you can tell time on mars for some reason uh so it's yeah, I, it's a I very also, fascinating thing, but I can't fathom why you would ever want to so do that. Legitimately, I would. Okay, now I actually have something to build off of this. There is a podcast. I think it's called Lateral Cast or Lateral Thinking or something like that, um, where they they ask like you have to you ask a question of like why is this thing happening, and it's literally most most of those clocks that they were talking about that because it you know thirty nine minutes. Um, most of those clocks are bought by NASA. Because they have to, they have to keep the time on Mars mm-hmm. because there are landers there that they have to, or rovers that they got to go continue to move. And I, and I found that very interesting. Well, sure, yeah. If you work at NASA, I don't know why I can buy a. Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah, if I wanted wouldn't. to spend seven thousand uh, dollars, I'm going to save now, that seven thousand dollars for a race car bed. Thank you very much. Right. You but could get if seven I wanted of them. to. I could buy a Mars timer chronograph uh, for seven thousand. And like, why would I, a normal person, not related to NASA at all, need sure. that? Now, I guarantee you, somewhere there's somebody that's that's 
that's on that kind of like disruptive world of like you know how elon musk buys things and then changes it to him with his whims i wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if he's like okay we're on mars time now and then everybody has to figure out what the fuck that means uh-huh yeah tesla is now run on mars time because it's 39 yeah, it extra would, minutes of yeah, productivity it's baby e- it's not even spacex which would make way more sense to be on mars time it's tesla and twitter oh, i'm sorry ax uh-huh. Uh we'll see how much of all of this gets cut. Anyways, um <laughs> <laughs> But we want to know what you think about this episode about um Fry and Leela moving in together. That was yeah. pretty big. We want to know what you think about uh would you take a uh, never get a hot shower again or sleep? Uh whatever that question was. We want to know can, you, you can scrub back and listen to the question again. Uh, I don't remember what else we talked about. I I remember that, and then the episode, and then us talking about a clock on Mars. <laughs> yeah, uh, re- please. And this is this is less of a question or something to contact me. Please do remember. I know that I dismissed you earlier in the episode. Please do chapters one and two homeworks today, um, and we'll get, we'll we'll come back to it uh, our, our, during our next episode. I'm sure of it. Is this gonna be a whole bit now? Am I gonna am I gonna need this uh, school bell? bit uh or sound for this bit on an ongoing basis who is to know my friend ben who is to know <sighs> i love i do love that i'm doing this with the futurama podcast and not the one that is a show about a community college <laughs> we want to know all these things and more you can tweet at us uh you can do whatever tweets are now at the site formerly known as, as twitter at twitter.com slash back to Futurama. You can still find failing, us on the though. internet at it's still failing. You can find us on the internet at back to Futurama.net. You can email us at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash back to Futurama. That's a lot of stuff. But if you forget that, it's all on back to Futurama.net. All the links yeah. are there. Click on them, enjoy them, or don't. I'm not going to tell you how to live. Yeah. We uh we really do appreciate you uh com- commenting and sending us stuff. We always like you know as we uh enjoyed a hearing of what a 21-year-old thinks about Susan Boyle. Um it was it's always wonderful and it always either makes us feel really old or makes us feel really great. No in between. Um so yeah, thank you for coming to these and enjoying it or not enjoy. I, you know what? Thank you for downloading and hopefully we we talk to you again soon. Until next time, when we talk about I Know What You Did Next Xmas. Uh, in the perfect time of August to release an Xmas video, uh, episode. In the perfect time. Um, I also uh, will we'll get the answers as to whether or not both Kwanzaa Bot and the Hanukkah Zombie come back. Because I'm pretty much counting on it at this point. Um, if they got Mark Hamill to do the Hanukkah Zombie again. And... Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next time for that episode. Um August August 28th, the perfect time for a Christmas episode. That's that's when I'm in the season. And until then, I'm Ben and I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world, world of, of tomorrow. tomorrow.